Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and I sit down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, twenty thousand dollar horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm really, really excited to have my guest on today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how I found out about her. Uh, scrolling through Instagram, which you know so many of us do, uh, and uh, I follow my chiropractor, the chiropractor that I see, and, and any of you that listen to my show for any amount of time know that I was a chiropractor for many years, and, and finding a good chiropractor is really, really hard to do. And uh, anyway, so I, I actually found this guy through another guy who's on my medical team, uh, Nick Archer, who's a, a nurse practitioner, but the guy's a genius. Uh, and my hematologist, uh, another guy, Justin uh, Goldfarb, he's another great guy. He goes to um, our chiropractor as well. So anyway, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I, I see this, uh, you know, Justin, our chiropractor, uh, Justin, this gal. And I just noticed that uh, her handle on Instagram was punchy blonde. I go, oh, man, that's a cool handle. So I just clicked on it and then I, I saw this gal, you know, that's, uh, uh, well, she's many things, I guess. I don't know that much about yeah. her, but I do know, I do know that, that she's a firefighter, you know? And uh, so she got a really cool feed, uh, a lot of cool, uh, you know, pictures and model shots and what, whatever, and, uh, quite a following. So it intrigued me right away. And, and also she's right here in Arizona. So, uh, uh we share, um, we share a, a few things in common, one being the, uh, our chiropractor, but I'm going to tell this story real quick. Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever told it on the, on the podcast before being a chiropractor. Uh, I, w- I was actually, I had a med legal practice for most of the uh, remainder of my career that I stayed in it, which I, it was funny. I thought I was a, a chiropractor longer than I was, but my wife and I figured out the other day and, and I, I literally practiced for 17 years and, uh, Wow. You know, due to my ADD and, and uh, desire to always do other things, uh, you know, anyway, I moved on. But that being said, <clears throat> I had to go and do these uh, functional capacity evaluations for this fire department, Los Altos Fire Department in, mm-hmm. uh, in California. So we went there and, of course, I'm wearing, you know, a suit and, you know, got all my stuff and I'm trying to be, you know, super cool. Uh, GQ doctor and uh, my wife's with me because we were going somewhere else afterwards. I don't remember where, but so we get there and, you know, we're talking to the guys and like anything, you know, people got to warm up to you, you know, and especially if you're in any of the trades or you're in, you know, whatever, police officer, military, whatever, you know, you got to You got it. You don't just walk in and get in the group. So, you yeah. know, initially they were, they were you know, not standoffish, but they were just very professional. And uh, so we're going through and, and these guys are going through the, um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to mess this up, but it's a, is it CPAC? Is that what it is? CPAT. So C-P-A-T. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, uh physical, uh, uh, it's the, yeah, basically the physical, um, ability test that we have to pass to even get hired. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, these guys are all going through it and I'm watching them and, and there's a, you know, a myriad of things you got to do from, you know, dragging a 165 pound dummy. You got to put the you know, the uh, tank on your back, you got to carry all this weight upstairs. And, uh, 
so I said to one of the guys, um, I said, hey, uh, I said, I'd like to get one of those caps or T-shirts, whatever it was. And uh, I said, if I could do this course, would you guys give it to me? They, go, they just like, yeah, we will. So, I mean, I, I take my jacket off. I take my tie off my shirt. And I literally did that course. Well, it, it was challenging, uh, yeah. you know, to say the least, but I did it. Well, they weren't telling me, they weren't thinking I want to make the time because I, I can't remember if it was 15 minutes or whatever it was. But anyway, um, I came in like 15 seconds over the time for making it, you know, but I'm wearing, mm -hmm. I'm wearing slacks and, you know, dress shoes and whatever. But after that, after that, I was in the group. So, I mean, I got to, yep. I got to go to the other department and they gave me shirts and caps and everything. Oh, so, yeah. uh, basically I, I was a fireman for a couple hours. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know that's a long story, but I just, I, I thought that maybe Sammy Joe would enjoy it, but I haven't even introduced her yet, but with all that, Sammy Joe, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So the first, let's talk about our chiropractor, uh, Justin. Um, you know, like we're, I was talking about it in the beginning, uh, it's hard to find a good chiropractor, somebody that really, yes. you know, fits you and, and, and take care of you. And one of the mm -hmm. things I love about his office, you know, that, that I used to do in practice too, was, uh, you know, not just, uh, you know, rack and crack, snapping necks and cashing checks, but, uh, you know, he's got a, a, a lot of therapies, got a lot of the modalities, just, uh, uh, there's so many things, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that he does there that are so good. Not to mention that he's a, a, an amazing adjuster, which is, which is critical yeah. too. So, um, how long have you been seeing him anyway? Um, so I've been going to him now for, oh man, it's, it's been a few months, not okay. too far. So they, they, they work with the Phoenix fire department. And, um, so trying to get more firefighters in there and he's worked with a bunch of firefighters. So it's nice to go to somebody that understands what we do, what we do to our bodies, what to work on. Right. Um, and I have previous issues too, that he's, um, definitely helped me address, which has been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It, it just this morning I, I woke up and I was just telling my wife, man, I gotta, I gotta get an appointment and get adjusted again because it, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely makes a huge, huge difference. Um, yeah. so, Hey, so, you know, again, I've never met you, but you know, we're, you're here in, in Arizona. You don't by chance happen to know Chad Wilson, do you? I don't No. no. Okay. okay. He, he's a firefighter here and he puts on a lot of ropings in Gilbert. Um, Oh yes. I, I don't know him, but I know of him. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, so let's talk, a, go ahead. We have a bunch of the guys on the job that rope and stuff. And, um, and then he's one of the ones that a yeah. few of them talk about going to. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, yeah. So, so let's talk about you. Did you, uh, wh where were you raised? Were you raised here in Arizona? So, no, I was born and raised in Elko, Nevada. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So grew up out there. Um, and then I moved to Aguila, Arizona Yeah. when I was a freshman in high school. So I moved out here with my dad, uh, went to Wickenburg high school. So I was out here. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> went to high school there, graduated there. And then I ended up playing college basketball. So I kind of went from like ranching, rodeo in all of that stuff to like, when I went off to college and started playing basketball, I kind of stepped away from that a little bit. And right. Life took me in other directions and I was able to finally come back to it recently. So that's been awesome. But yeah, born and raised in Nevada. My mom's family still is all out there. My mom's out there. Um, my dad's out here in, in Aguila. Yeah. Very cool. Um, it's funny. I've been through Elko a lot. And because my wife was uh, raised up in uh, Crane, Oregon by Burns. I don't know if you know where that's mm -hmm. at, but um, yeah. So we'd go through that, uh, through that area quite often. Well, maybe not all the way to Elko, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elko is a super, super, super cool place. So how, how long, how long did you live in Wickenburg? You, cause you said you went to Wickenburg high. Yep. So I was there all through high school. Um, and then I've kind of done some stints back and forth, right. um, just life taking me around places. So in total, probably six years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we actually, we actually lived in Wickenburg for the last two and a half years. And we, yeah. we just, I mean, we still have, uh, we have things going up there. I'm building homes up there and stuff, but, uh, but we just, we just moved to, uh, to surprise. So like I was telling you before we started recording. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're just down here temporarily. 
it's kind of a long story, but anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a great journey, but, uh, yeah, Wickenburg's a very cool town and, yes. uh, we actually lived in our RV up there for two and a half years, which was an experience. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was fun right up until it wasn't, but, uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was exactly. a great time. So, um, so, so anyway, so, you know, and I, I saw that, you know, on your, on your feed, you know, that you're, you know, a firefighter and, uh, I, 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 I dare to say fireman, uh, firewoman, fire person, uh, but, uh, <laughs> firefighter. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> but let, let's talk about that. Yeah. And, and it seemed like there's some other, uh, you know, women that are also firefighters and stuff. Um, yep. how, how, how is that, uh, you know, fitting in with, with the men nowadays, uh, how, you know, oh, how's that work? I, I thrive in that environment. So right. growing up ranching and roping and doing all that stuff, you're always around a bunch of old salty cowboys. So right. growing up doing that. And then when I moved out here, I was living, it was just me and my dad. So I was for the most part of my young adult life, I was raised by my dad. Right. So being around men is like my comfort zone. Gotcha. I absolutely love it. We can hang out. We can bullshit. We can tease each other and just like have a good time. And I know they have my back. They know I have their back and we're going to work hard and we're going to do the job. Um, I think being a woman on this job is kind of one of those things you have to understand you're in a male dominant career. Right. Um, and it's with anyone, men and women, it's just kind of figuring out to get along with people right. and hang out. We're around each other a third of our life, basically. Right. So it's, um, it's been interesting, but I've had, as a woman on this job, I have had zero issues. Yeah. I've had no problems, zero issues. I've been welcomed in with open arms. And I think as a woman, it's coming in and working hard and just showing the guys that you're there to work. Right. And at the end of the day, they respect that and they like having you around. So it works out pretty good. Absolutely. Now, how long have you been with the department anyway? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. And now I know, I know it's not easy to get on. So what, I mean, how long did it take you to get on and, and, and go through that process? I was very fortunate. Um, I truly believe like my life path kind of put me in the right place at the right time. So right. I tested once, interviewed once, got hired my first time. Um, but that's very, uh, that's not necessarily super common. Right. Um, we had guys in, in my academy that had been testing for like six years. So crazy. it is a long process. Um, I think from the time that I applied to it and the time that I graduated academy was a full year. Oh, so man. applying, I think we had like 1700 people test when, when I went and tested for the department. Um, and then I think out of like that year, they hired maybe 60 people off really? of, out of 1700. Yeah. And I think, let's see, six, six women off right. of that. And I think, um, out of those six, um, I think five of us are still on, five of us made it through Academy and, and graduated and are on the job. Very cool. Now, yeah. um, you said you played, did you play college ball or is that what you're saying? I did. That's yeah. Cool. So, so. Yeah, and, and just, you know, based on, you know, looking and seeing your social media and stuff, I mean, you, you look like you're very fit. So that's a, a, a huge, you know, plus for the job yes. and, and playing basketball. I, I assume that you're probably pretty tall. I'm five, nine. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So tall ish, tall ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're tall, you're taller than me. So uh, that's tall. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, so, uh, you, you played college ball. Did you, did you rodeo at all in college or did you just focus on no. focus so on just basketball? So I rodeoed in high school, mm -hmm. um, and coming out here, like me, we were super poor in high school. Right. So uh, it was one of those things where it was like, you need to choose what you're going to do in college, right? Um, what you're going to get a scholarship for what you can, you know, get your schooling paid for with, right. um, and at that point I had been rodeoing since I was a little kid and, um, with how much money it costs to, to rodeo, <laughs> yeah. it, it put a lot of stress on me and my dad's relationship. Um, and he's my best friend. So it was one of those things where I was like, this is not worth it anymore. Like I'm not having fun. Right. You're not having fun. 
Like, it's just a lot of pressure to put on a high school kid. Like, Hey, we have to win something because we don't have a lot of money to put into this. So right. I kind of really was like, all right, well, I'm going to focus on basketball because I enjoy it. Um, so I stopped rodeo in my, uh, sophomore, it would have been technically my junior year of high school. Um, and then, uh, I was still roping and riding and stuff. I just wasn't rodeo in. Right. Um, so yeah, so focused on basketball. I got a scholarship to Glendale Community College. Okay. So I was there for two years, played basketball there, and then I moved to Colorado. And I actually um, was very fortunate to be able to play as a civilian on an army team out there in in Colorado Springs. Really? So That's... I played with them for three years. Nice. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was like their fun time to get off base and just go play basketball and. So we traveled around a bunch and played other military teams and junior colleges and played in tournaments. And it was a blast. That's cool. Now, yeah. during the time you did you study uh, like uh, fire science and all that? To No, no. You so fire did not come into my life until in my thirties. Um, so I honestly didn't even know that was a career option for me when I was younger. I went to school for business because I right. had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. I just knew like that was kind of like what was ingrained in me is you, you know, you go to college, you get a degree, you do all that stuff. So I ended up getting an MBA and, uh, and just went to school and then I've used it a little bit here and there, but yeah, fired in it come into my life until way later. And it nope. was kind of, um, it's all been kind of a crazy accident of how it all has come into place. Cause I was, um, so I was in powerlifting for a long time too. So oh, that's kind of, um, Oh really? Yeah. Yep. So I competed in powerlifting, um, for about five years. I coached for a long time too. I was very fortunate to make a business out mm -hmm. of it. Um, and then during that time I met a guy, I was living in California. So mm -hmm. I was at that point I was in Tracy Tracy, Tracy, California. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! So, I, so we we lived in Livermore and Brentwood oh, and yeah. uh, and out in not, little town Knights and out there. So my, yeah. actually, my my one son still lives in Livermore. That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So I lived in. So I was in um, like Campbell. So I was in like San Jose for about yep. two years, and yeah. then I was in Lathrop for three and a half. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so is, is that is that when you were involved in the powerlifting? Is that Yes. So I was living in California. Um, and the gym that I was at, I met a guy that's a captain out there mm -hmm. and he kept pushing me to test with, with their department. Right. And I'm like, no, like this powerlifting thing's going really good. Like I have goals and all this stuff. So I never even thought about it. I'm like, no, I, it's not. But he kept pushing me like, you'd be perfect. And so, um, long story short, I was opening a gym in California. It was actually going to be in Manteca. Okay. And, um, <laughs> unfortunately one of our business partners was not the greatest person. Right. And, uh, we ended up dissolving the business. And at that point I was like, I don't even want to live out here anymore. Like right. I don't want to be in California. I don't want to be in Lathrop. Like it's not, a, it's not pretty. Like right. there's nothing out here. <laughs> so my dad was like, move back to Arizona. You can live with me and then figure it out. And I'm like, cool. So I packed all my stuff up and moved back to Arizona and hung out with my dad for about six months and was like, I'm really bored. I need to figure out what I want to do right now. And at that point I was still right. coaching. So I was still working. And, uh, so I called up my buddy in California and was like, Hey, we need to have a talk. Cause I'm, I'm really interested in this. So he, uh, he told me all about the fire department and what it involves and why I'd be great for it. So I had noticed that Phoenix was, um, opening applications. And so I applied to them and figured out I had to do my CPAT, had to do my EMT. So I did a down and dirty 14 day accelerated EMT class, got my EMT and, uh, started interview prep, doing interview prep and then did my interviews and got hired. That's crazy. So when you were in, yeah. when you were out in, in Lathrop in the Manteca area, was, was the Bass Pro Shop there yet off of? Uh... Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yep. So what years were you out there anyway? In, so in, in I Cali? moved, so I moved to Campbell in 2000, um, 
it would have been 2013. No. Yeah. 2013. Okay. Um, so I moved to there in 2013. And so, and then I moved to Lathrop in 2015. And then I, my move back to Arizona in 2018. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we moved from California in 2015 to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Small world. So, Hey, let's talk about the powerlifting. Cause I mean, I've, I've, you know, been in bodybuilding and weightlifting, you know, for many, many years and, and I love it, love the sport, but, uh, uh, so the powerlifting where you doing like the, uh, and I don't know everything about powerlifting, but were you, were you in powerlifting? You do basically, is it like three lifts or four lifts? Is, yeah. So is, yeah. squat bench and deadlift. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, um, so what's your favorite lift out of, out of all those deadlift. deadlift deadlift is my favorite. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I and, mean, bench, whatever I have long arms, so it's not the most fun thing in the world, but yeah, I love right. deadlift. And, um, so what, what, what's your, what are your best lifts? What are your, uh, so I've, I've competed in multiple weight classes in different categories. Cause like in, in powerlifting, they have, um, right. like raw. So it's just the knee sleeves and then they have classic raw, which is the knee wraps. Okay. Um, so I competed classic raw most my whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, close to 200 pounds when I competed. Um, and so my squat, my best classic raw squat was 474. Um, my bench at that meet, I think was 254, 250 something. And then my deadlift was 501. Yeah. And then that, yeah, that was the coolest meet ever. And like my goal when I started powerlifting was I want to deadlift 500 pounds. No kidding. So, oh, being able to hit that, it was, it was very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because weightlifting is, is where I learned to set goals in life. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it, because it's something that you can really, it's so tangible, you know, and if you just put in the work, no matter what your level is, you know, you'll, you'll make the gains, you'll increase strength, you'll do whatever. Yep. And it's, yeah. it's, it's very, it's just motivating. Yeah. Which is absolutely. Cool. And that, that, that translates right into what you do now. I mean, you know, having to lift and whatever. So you're already strong, oh, yeah. probably stronger than yeah. some of the guys. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that's very, very cool. So, yeah, so you know right where uh, Los Altos is. If you, if you know Campbell yep. and stuff, I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I've, I used to do Metal Eagle of Owls all over, uh, you know, that the, the Bay Area there. It was down in yep. Campbell. I had several, several clients that uh, I worked with down there, but very cool. I just saw your dog. He's, I know. He's trying to get <laughs> on the couch so he can lay on my lap. He wants to be on the podcast. He's such a baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's my biggest dog and he is the, like, he thinks he's tiny. <laughs> so, so what department are you on anyway? Are you on the Phoenix? Or? So I'm with Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. Okay. Yep. So I'm with Phoenix. Um, yeah, that's the only department I wanted to be on. It's the only department I applied to the only one I tested with. Yeah. So I very, put all my eggs in one basket and it worked out. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about you're, you've got quite a following on Instagram. That was, was that something that, and I haven't gone all the way to the bottom. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, what, what else is on there, but, uh, did this start back from when you were powerlifting? powerlifting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, so it was just one of those things when I was competing and, um, you know, if you're a strong, like decently pretty girl at that right. time, um, was before Instagram really took off. Um, when I started mine and, um, it was before a lot of girls got into like seriously lifting, uh, more mainstream type stuff. So I kind of got in at the forefront of it and, and it really progressed, um, my social media and it's funny now. So when I was competing, I probably had like 30, 32, 34,000 followers. Um, and I was really, cause I pushed it a lot and I was really invested in it. Um, cause that was my business. That's how I made money. That's how I right. got clients. Um, right. and then once I stopped, it's like slowly dwindled down. And then <laughs> I went, I did an elk hunt like a year after I stopped powerlifting and posted my trophy picture and lost like 2000 followers. I'm oh, like, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yes. People were so mad. Isn't that so crazy? mad about it. Yeah. I'm like, this hunt was amazing. Like, yeah. I don't care. See you yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that is crazy. Very cool though. So then, uh, now 
are, are you, do you have horses now or are you riding or anything now? Or? So my dad has my horse, okay. um, but his, so basically when I moved back from California, mm-hmm. I got back into rope. And so I bought two horses and we had steers and my dad's got a arena at his house. Um, and then when I started like testing and interviewing and stuff for the fire department, it's, it's basically a full-time job. Right. to do it. I mean, right. the amount of time that you invest in it. And, yeah. and so I ended up moving into Phoenix cause an hour and a half drive in was just yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, so I ended up selling my young horse to a girl that ranches on him up in Oregon. And then my dad has the other one. Um, so out at his house, but he's so lucky. He, he has this amazing girlfriend right. and she has this beautiful ranch in Southern Oregon or Southern Washington and they go summer up oh, there. Yeah. So he gets out of the heat. And he yes. gets, so he takes the horses and the dogs and stuff. So, so my horse gets to go get fat up on the ranch <laughs> over, over the summer. <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah. And, and what is your dad retired now or what's he do? Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, um, growing up, he had a exploratory drilling company. Oh, he did. Um, okay. Yeah. So he did that my whole childhood. And then, um, when we ended up moving out here, he just did a bunch of handyman work and that's pretty much what he's done. Um, gosh, since I think we moved, he bought the house out here in 99. Yeah. So pretty much since then, that's what he's been doing. It's just handyman work. Um, but yeah, so he's, um, he's retired now and they're just living the life. They go ride their bikes every night. They yeah. go, they go kayak, they go do all this fun stuff. So yeah. he's just living it up. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So now working as a firefighter, uh, your hours are, I mean, you know, I know there's, they're, I'm sure they're different from different places, but mm-hmm. that being said, it's like, what, what do you, what's your guy's schedule? Ours is 24 on 48 off. Okay. So yeah, so I'll go back to work tomorrow. Okay. Um, so tomorrow's Tuesday. So yeah. I'll work Tuesday, I'll get off Wednesday morning, and then I'll go back to work. I'll be off Thursday, Friday, go back to work Saturday. No, I'll be off Wednesday, Thursday, go back to work Friday. Okay. Yeah. 20, so, so it's um twenty four on and forty eight off. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's so I got, lose track of what day it is. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, I got to go to work in two days. I don't know what day it is today. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's gotta be nice though. To a certain yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it is nice. And then we get, um, basically five days off every quarter. So every oh. quarter we get like a paid day off. Um, so then we get, it gives us five days off. Yeah. So then you can use that time to kind of like recoup or go camp or, you know, whatever it is that, right. you know, you do to yeah. relax, to chill. Yeah. Yeah. Or go on an elk <laughs> hunt, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Very no, cool. it's good. It was definitely a bit of an adjustment. Cause like yeah. I'm not before this, I had never worked jobs where I was working overnight right. um, or getting up multiple times at night. So it was definitely an adjustment to get used to that. But, um, but it's one of those, I would never trade it for anything else. I'm like, I'll just go home and take a nap if I need to. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, living here in, in Arizona, um, obviously, uh, or maybe you do, do you, do you know Wacy Barta by chance? The, no. Oh yes, I do. Yeah. yeah where, where they buck. Yeah. He owns where they yep. buck. Yeah. Out yep. there at, uh, the Roadrunner Saloon. He puts on oh yeah the bull ridings and concerts and stuff. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've had him on the podcast and and a couple other times we've chatted on another little live thing I do. But uh, super yeah. cool guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, helping to keep the uh, cowboy and rodeo and western lifestyle and culture alive and well in, in mm-hmm. AZ, which is which is so cool. Um, yeah. So I also see you do, you do a lot of model shots now. Are you, are you, do you yeah. work for a, a, a specific company or is no, this, no, no. I pretty much just do it for fun. Uh-huh. It's, um, I enjoy it. It's fun to like get dressed up and get girly once in a while. Um, uh, everything in my job or like in my life is pretty masculine based, right? It's physical yeah. based. Right. Um, so it's fun to, get dressed up once in a while. And I've worked with a few companies and done some promo stuff. So, um, I've worked with a few different photographers for that. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I just, 
it's just fun. I just like getting dressed up and going and take a picture. <laughs> As well, obviously, a, a lot of us do because everybody's got their social media, and you know, yeah. and, and we we all love to we all love to get pictures of ourselves. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't like to see them, but uh, of myself, but but, yeah. but it but it is fun. Oh. Uh, I put enough filters on it. Um, <laughs> well, well, very cool. So what's in, in terms of like, uh, you know, rodeo stuff, what's, what's your favorite, uh, event you like to do? I mean, is it, is it team roping? Did you oh, like the team I roping? love team roping. Yeah. 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 My dad was very strategic in teaching me how to rope cause he's a healer and he taught me how to head. <laughs> so, so you had to spin so, them all. <laughs> yeah. So we, he always had a partner. He always had someone to practice with. He always had someone to rope with at the rodeos, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love team rope and I love heading. It's definitely, it's just, it's crazy how much the sport has grown. Oh. Like I remember when I lived here before, like high school when I was mm -hmm. roping and, and like the amount of arenas that were in Wickenburg was maybe two or three, right. you know, they had right. one in Aguila and I think one or two in Wickenburg. Right. And, and then when I moved back, my dad had always told me like, it's gone crazy. Yep. And so when I'm, I was like, holy crap, like there is so many arenas, you can just throw a hat and go yeah. to a rope and, you know, it's just, it's insane. And it's, it's really cool to see how much it's grown. Yeah. Um, and it, I still love it so much. Yeah, it, it is. It is nuts because even, uh, you know, we came up there in um, 2019, um, I actually, I actually managed the NRS, the National Rover Supply, for oh, cool. ten months when I was up there. Um, yeah. But uh, and uh, anyway, but that being said, uh, just in that time, the growth in the last two years is is even been crazy, you know. And, and oh, yes. I think it. I think at the the World Series there at um, Taiyost, that with that World Series, I can't remember if it's the uh, the title fights they call it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, it, I mean, they, they pay out like, oh. it's like a couple of million dollars. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And, and that it, Vegas it, week, man. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it. I think matter of fact, yeah. this, this last year, one of our friends from, from California came up, uh, uh, Chase Helton and he, he ended up, uh, um, winning the, the truck. He's 15 years old and he won that 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 dodge i feel like <laughs> yes i feel like every time he gives away a truck yeah, it's some, some like 15 16 14, 17 yeah. years yeah. yes yeah. some like young kid yeah but they're so wicked man oh like, yeah yeah oh, i felt like coming back because i had been gone for so long you know it's like right. and then when i was going with my dad we'd go to like the like the 60 and over 50 and over and right. all women right so i right. go rope in those and i'm right. like oh this is cool and yeah. then i remember <laughs> i roped that Rancho Rio and it was an open one. And I'm like, I'm getting my ass kicked right yeah. now. Like yeah. these guys are wicked. Yeah. They are so good. It's, it's And they're so young. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So did, did, yeah. you, ever, did you ever bell race too? Or I did. So did like you? when I was rodeoing, I did everything. Yeah. So barrel race, pull bend, go tie, breakaway, team yeah. rope. I did everything. Yeah. 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 And Glad and I don't have to have goats anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and break, breakaway roping now has gotten so, so big, you know, they've taken it yeah. to the next level, which is super cool. Yeah. It, it's cool to see it now when they have that big rope in and yep. that big rodeo in Texas, yep. um, that they have all that stuff in it now. So it's, it's cool to see that women are, um, progressing in the sport and they're having more events that they can do. Yep. Um, and just, they're killing it out there. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So what what else do you do? You have any other hobbies? I mean, I've already you know, already surprised me with with the powerlifting, which I think is just super cool. Yeah, um, I camp a lot. Do you? I like to like my favorite thing. Like I'll just pack my dogs up and go camp in the middle of the wilderness somewhere and disappear for a few days. <laughs> how many How many dogs do you have? I have three. One of them was an accident, um, but <laughs> he's turned out to be a happy accident. Uh, so I have three. So I have um, a pit mix, a Staffordshire Terrier, and then the other one. He's a black lab. He's black lab golden retriever mix. Right. Yeah, he, and he, I cannot keep him out of the pool. Yeah, he was the one trying to get so, in, get in yes. your lap there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He went to the other couch and laid on the other dog, so he's happy. Very yeah. cool. So uh, no brothers or sisters in, huh? 
so I have uh, I have a brother, um, and then I have um, four step siblings. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'm very close with my brother and my older stepbrother. Um, and so my brother lives in Seattle. He's married and and has a daughter. And then my other brother is in Nevada still. He's an Elko, and he's okay. married and has uh, two kids. So yeah. I am a very proud aunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's fun. Um, yeah. So my mom remarried, um, and my dad's got his wonderful girlfriend. So very cool. Yeah. How is Elko nowadays? I mean, it's been a long time since I've been up there, but. Uh... It has grown a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, It went through a weird period when they brought the the pipeline through and the railroad and all that stuff. And it was not like super fantastic. Um, But it just seems like in the last five years or so, it's just, it's grown like crazy. That mining industry just is bringing a lot of people in. Yeah. Yeah. But it still has, like, you'll drive through it. Like, if you drove through it now, you, it would probably look almost the same. Yeah. It's just expanded and in certain size, more like the north, the northwest side of town's kind of expanded too. But all the casinos are still there, all the brothels are still yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same place. Yeah, Capriolas is there too, right? Yeah, yep. Capriolas. Yeah, yep. yep, yep. So I grew up with them, rodeoing with them. Yeah, they're good people out there. Yeah, uh, the Star. Did you ever go eat at the Star out there? You know, I, I don't remember that. No, that's the, no. um, if you ever go back through, um, it's, it's really good. So it's just a Basque, Basque oh, okay. steakhouse type gotcha. place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so no, it's I, good. It's, I, I love those Basque, uh, uh, um, restaurants. Cause there was one in, uh, I think it was Gardnerville, Nevada that, that we used to go to. That mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but they kind of, I think they kind of like serve it family style. It was like super Absolutely, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's salad and spaghetti and yeah. fries and yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of food, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, um, Larry Butte used to draw all the uh, or a lot of the drawings for the catalogs for Capriola. I don't know if you know him, Larry Butte. I don't think so. Well, he, and he signed. He would sign all those things, you know. And his name was uh, uh, how did he spell his last name? Was it? I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of, kind of thinking it was B U T Z. I don't know, but anyway. Um, he, he did all those, those cool old catalogs for them. And he actually did a, uh, the last commercial project he ever did was, was actually for me for a product that, uh, never took off, but it was just super cool to get an original drawing yeah. from him. And he, cause he lives up there in Elko now too. And yeah. I've, I've tried to get him on the podcast, but he just, he don't want anything to do with it. So, <laughs> but super, super cool old cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. They opened up. So next door to Capriola's is kind of like, um, kind of like a Garcia bit, uh, museum type deal. Oh, really? Um, and then they have a bunch of other stuff in there too. So I'm sure plenty of his drawings are probably in there. They have a bunch of the bits up. Yeah. Um, and then just a bunch of old catalogs and just really historic stuff that kind of has been a marker in that community, um, from a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the guys I know. There's two guys that I know from there that were chiropractors that were actually in the Sacramento area. Um, Todd Baldini. Did you ever know any of the Baldinis up there? I'm just, I'm just throwing mm-hmm. this out there. And Marty, how about Marty DePauli? You ever know him? No. no? Okay. Uh-uh. Anyway, he's from Elko. And I, uh, one of his claims to fame was he was actually on, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, the, um, oh gosh, it was a TV show where uh, American Gladiator. That's what oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So M- Marty was on that. Anyway, that's another side note tidbit of information yeah. that probably wasn't <laughs> necessary. But anyway, um, well, very cool. So you, do you get back up there much to Elko or? Uh, so I actually was just up there um, a few weeks ago. Oh, so really? I got to go up and, and see my family and spend some time with my mom. So since I got on the job, when I was in California, it was a lot easier. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was able to go over there a lot more because it's what, like a six, like a six, seven hour drive. So it's right. not too bad. So right. from here, it's about 11. Yeah. Um, so I don't get to go as much now. Uh, so, but I try to go once a year if I can. Um, yeah. But I'm fortunate too that my mom loves to come visit. So yeah, I get yeah. to see her three times a year pretty much. Very cool. Good. Yeah. So, hey, in, t- in terms of, uh, you know, um, your your job that you do now, what's 
what's like the most intense thing you've had to do so far on the job or a call that you got or anything, anything that you can talk about or want to talk about or want to share or not share? Uh, um, there's been a lot of things. Um, and it's kind of, um, all right, here comes my dog. Yeah, apparently yeah. he wants to be, he wants to in be this. He looks great. Uh, <laughs> I know he's so handsome. <laughs> um, I've had some, some really good fires. I've had, um, I've had a double extrication on a wrong way driver on the I-10, oh. um, a few different extrications. Um, and those are, I always struggle to find the right word. Cause I don't want to say it's, it's fun. Right. Cause it's, right. people are injured or dying or dead, you know, so it's not right. fun, but it's, it is very awesome for us to be able to put what we learn into practice. Right. Um, and when it really matters, cause this is what we trained for. This is what we, right. we signed up for. Um, so it's really, we don't ever want these things to happen, you know, right. but, uh, but we have the ability and the tools and we're ready to work when, when things come up. So, yeah. um, those were some pretty, um, major calls that right. I've been on. Um, and seeing stuff like that makes you drive a lot safer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so we just had a big brush fire the other day. I've had um, big commercial structure fires, uh, house fires. I got to pull a dog out of a backyard the other day. So <laughs> it's just, it's fun because it's just, it's different all the time. Right. Uh, I, I, again, I enjoy trauma. Right. Um, it's not bad word, enjoy, but it right. intrigues me. I like it. Um it makes me think, you know, it challenges me to right. figure out how to solve a problem for someone. Right. Um, and it doesn't, thankfully I haven't had anything on this job yet that has, um, bothered me much, yeah. I should say. Um, Trauma traumatized you. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm, I'm real green on the job. I'm two years in, you know, of it's right. these guys have a lot longer on. So, right. um, but it's everything I've done. I, I, I love it. It's yeah. just, it's different every day. And it's cool to have more, um, be able to actually use our skills. Cause a lot of what we do is just very, uh, minor medical right. stuff. Right. Um, so just showing up for stomach pains or difficulty breathing or different things. So, um, when we get the opportunity to use our skills, we all really thrive on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, you know, depend on it, you know, as people, because we all, we've all been in a situation where we needed help and, you know, yes. something like you, you say, if you've got to extricate somebody from a car and, you know, maybe one, one person's passed away already and the other one's, you know, severely injured or whatever. Uh, it's just yeah. dude, to see the help show up, you know, yes. uh, is, is that in and of itself is, it can yeah. help you survive. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very fortunate to work for a department that, trains us to be aggressive in our actions. Right. Like when there's a house fire, we are trained to be aggressive interior firefighters. Right. So if your house is burning, my job and what I want to do is get water on that fire as quick as possible and save as much of your property as we can. Right. Um, so we are really fortunate in the sense that we are trained to be trusted um, with our actions. Right. Um, there are other departments in our, in our city that are, um, a little more, um, what's the right word? Uh, conservative. <laughs> yeah. Conservative or kind of, um, they're not trusted as much to go into a house and do their job there. Right. It's a little bit more supervised, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So we're very fortunate in that sense that like they train us to know our job and do our job and critically think and solve right. problems. Um, and, and that's what we try to do that to the best of our ability is just get there as quick as possible and, and yeah. solve that problem for someone that's having a medical emergency or their house is on fire or car yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and, and I think too, nowadays with the climate that we've got in our country and with all of our first responders, it's, it's just so important to, for people to, you know, it's just support you guys in, in every way, yeah. shape and form. And, and what you guys do is, is really is, uh, you know, so important for our communities. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, 
you know, like you say, I mean, nobody ever wants to be in that horrific accident, but they're going to happen. It's just, yeah, it's just absolutely. the laws of, you know, nature or man or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And people are going to yeah. drive fast, do stupid, make stupid moves, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. And just thankfully there are people there that want to want to do the job like you. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So it, 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 I, I always ask these three questions of everybody on the podcast. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, cowboy hat brand? Oh man. Stetson. Stetson. Okay. Mine's you like Stetson a lot. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? Oh, I think I have, it's, it's a toss up between Ariats and Justin's. It'd probably okay. be Ariats though. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about Western movies? You got a favorite Western movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, I don't even know. You, you, well, you know, being raised by your dad most of your life, yeah. your dad had to watch the, a lot of Westerns. The one thing that comes into my head is Dances with Wolves. Like That's a, it. Well, <laughs> uh, you, you, would, you wouldn't yeah. be, you wouldn't be the first one to say that one. There's a lot of yeah. people who said that. So I, I really like that movie. That was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and actually I've, I've read where Kevin Costner actually, you know, uh, rode, uh, you know, those horses in that with those herd of buffalo bareback like that. So that, really, yeah, he actually That's did cool. some of that riding. So that was, that was actually yeah. pretty cool. But, uh, anyway, well, very cool. So uh, I don't know if you know or not, um, you know, and, and I don't know if you're working, but, uh, uh, where they buck, um, at the roadrunner saloon, uh, Wacy Barta, he's having his 10th uh, year anniversary, um, since he started that company. So they're gonna have a big event. Uh, Kenny Fielder's oh, going to be cool. there. There's going to be a lot of great uh you know country acts and red dirt guys there and uh and a bull riding of course so um, yeah uh, i'm actually i actually I'm, I'm I'm kind of plugging it at the same time and telling you but i <laughs> I, I gotta run a little uh a little ad for for them for that uh to help promote that uh for everybody yeah. that's here in arizona so it's i think it's november 20th so cool yeah i'll definitely check, if i'm not working I'll... check yeah if you're not working you can make it out come on out and then yeah definitely we'd love to love to meet you in person that'd be be yeah. super cool Absolutely. Well, uh, hey, Sammy Joe, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I really enjoyed talking with you. Again, I'm always surprised. I mean, I, I, I there was no way I would have thought you said you ever lived in Tracy, California, yeah. or or <laughs> or Lathrop, uh, which is super funny. Oh. Um, and I spent a lot of time up there in the hills in Patterson. My my buddy had a, a, a hunting ranch up there called Broadside yeah. Boars. So I mean, I know all that area. I mean, really, really well. But uh, that's that's too funny. Yeah. Is that the one that they, um, they hunt out of the helicopter on that one? No, that... no, not that one. No, it was 3,500 acres. Uh, up. I, I'm, I'm, I, the, the name of the road escapes me now, but you go by mm -hmm. where that spring is where all, I don't know if you know, there's a spring up there where that spring water comes out and water trucks go up there and get water all the time. This, yeah. this spring's been running for, I don't know how many, you know, centuries but uh it's it's up past that and it was 3500 acres it's pretty hilly where it was at and there was a bunch of cabins and actually during the fires it actually burnt so uh the cabins, oh, man the cabins burned and stuff too but um yeah it was that one up there it was actually a big high fence deal um so you know there was actually a high fence hunt area of 30 you know, three thousand acres fenced in so gotcha that's but, cool uh, yeah but it was it was really cool um, yeah anyway well hey um we're getting towards the end of our time so again like i said i really appreciate you coming on and uh, uh hopefully i'll you know meet you in person one of these days might see you to roping up there in uh in, yeah. <laughs> uh, in wickerberg you never know yeah hopefully yeah thanks for having me it's been fun yeah you bet you bet well hey enjoy the rest of your day enjoy your day off and uh thanks again for all you do all right you too take care every friday afternoon i hit you up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I'd drive that old back road until it ends at the roping pen. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen.
think I never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no play or speed, but I give her hell. Hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pair of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down.